What a show. We are back here. Survivor Series War Games just wrapped up. And I got to say, right off the bat, Triple H has absolutely mastered the beginning and ending of pay-per-views. The way this guy books a banger at the beginning of the pay-per-view, banger at the end, is just, it makes it so memorable. And we have to start with this men's war games match because there were a few matches that i was looking forward to but there was no match on this card that had as much soap opera drama as the men's war games match there was so much here involving what would jay uso do what would sammy do we saw roman and sammy and jay all talking backstage at different points throughout the show Roman giving Sammy this hug that looked like he was about to have to old yeller him during the War Games match later in the night. And the match wraps up with Sammy basically completely submerging himself as a member of the Bloodline. He gives a low blow to Kevin Owens. He gives him a halluva kick. He lets Jay hit the splash for the win. And I got to be honest, my first reaction was like, man, Sammy is like, he's in so deep that I don't even know if he knows how far in he's gone, how lost he's become just in this obsession to have like backup friends, family, whatever it is. And it's just so good. This is one of those rare occasions in wrestling where it all feels real, like the bloodline stuff. And we know it's like goofy soap opera stuff with, with wrestling, with wrestling storylines. But the bloodline stuff is being done so well that it just feels real because all of the characters have different personalities and motivations and drama going on. And we saw at the very end after the match was over, Jay and Sammy embracing in a hug Jay Uso Finally trusting Sami Zayn. This has been months of him not trusting him, almost trying to encourage Roman to kick him out, to turn on him. And, you know, I just, this was a great match. I love War Games matches. I loved them in NXT. I'm so excited that they came to the main roster, SmackDown and Raw. This was a fantastic match. Everybody involved did a great job. I was a little bummed that Pete Dunne didn't get like a little bit more shine. I thought he might do a little bit more, but this was a this was a bloodline match. This was a match built around the drama of the bloodline storyline in WWE, and they really went for it. And I think coming out of this, I have a lot of questions about where do things go from here, and I'm still... Because of the way they've been building this, I'm like, is Sammy, is he actually, like, officially in? Like, is he completely, like, is this just another part of his master plan to get closer to Roman to make it easier to try to, like, find a way to win the title, right? If he comes in number 30 at the Rumble, that sort of thing, and, and tries to get a shot that way or wins an elimination chamber. I just don't know. And I love not knowing where this is headed because they've teased it twice now. I think at least twice that Sammy is going to get kicked out of the bloodline. They teased it when he got the honorary ooze shirt and they teased it tonight when Roman, who has some of the greatest facial expression acting that I have seen, he gave him this look when they were hugging, like 
he knew what he was going to have to do and he, he hated that he was going to have to do it, but it was time for Sammy to go. And I, like the whole match, I was waiting. I was waiting for, for it to, to go down, for Sammy to finally get kicked out or for, for him to turn on them. And it didn't. And it just makes me more intrigued. And I am so excited to see where this goes. We do have almost two months now, I think, before Royal Rumble. So they've got a lot of time to build. I don't know if Roman is wrestling on that show. He doesn't have to because the main event is usually one of the Royal Rumbles, men's or women's. So you could treat it as kind of a smaller show in terms of like he doesn't have to defend the title on that show. I think if he was going to, it should probably be be against Kevin Owens, which I think they actually did a match at the Royal Rumble a while ago. Or maybe it was TLC. I can't remember. might have been Royal Rumble. It was a good match, um, except, except for the end. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't think it's necessary. But I think if you do, I think Roman Kevin is a good way to go. But I don't know where they're going from here. But I think what makes this exciting is that the next pay-per-view is one of my favorites. And it is one that, again, they can capitalize on drama because if Jay, Jimmy... Solo and Sammy all enter the Rumble. Because I think the story they're going to tell is like Roman trying to guarantee that he's not actually going to have to defend the title against somebody at Mania. Oh, man. But if those four are in the Rumble, a match designed where if you win it, you get a shot at the title. That was not what this match was. So in theory, it makes perfect sense that Sammy was not going to try to turn on anyone because there'd be nothing to gain from that in a match like this. But in the Royal Rumble, where if you win, you get to choose, well, I guess there's only one champion unless you want to challenge for the U.S. title. Not, I mean, you could totally do that. But you can challenge for the world championship. He would have a lot more motivation now that he's got them all on his side. He'd have a ton of motivation to pull the trigger and turn on them during the Rumble. I don't know. Very, very exciting stuff. I wanted to run through a few of the other matches on this card because overall... I thought it was a pretty strong show. I think there were a couple points that I was like, eh. Um, the women's war games match, I think probably my second favorite match on the card. Really great. EO Sky. I knew this was going to happen because she did this in one of the NXT matches. I knew the moonsault off the top of the war games cage was coming. But my God, it, it's such a cool spot. It's such a cool spot. Like, Io Sky is such a fucking legend for even attempting to do that. And kudos to Bianca and Asuka, I think, who caught her um, on the way down. They teased a lot of really good stuff. They teased Io and Asuka, and the crowd was super hot for that when they had a face-off. Uh, Becky Lynch was great. She's also fucking crazy. She just came back from being injured, and the first thing she does is jump off the top of the cell and put Dakota and Io through a table. I mean, that was legendary. Some fantastic spots in this match. Rhea Ripley, by the way, is so cool, dude. She's so strong. She's got so much like in-ring presence when she's there. She's got so much charisma. Uh, really, really just an exciting wrestler to watch. And she's fucking jacked. So it's just she's just so cool. Her and Bianca had some great matches in NXT, by the way. Um, this was a really, really strong match. From start to end, I do want to say both War Games matches, I think, are suffering a little bit from the fact that the 
match rules are that the match doesn't start till everyone's in the ring. And so you don't really see that many crazy spots because in general, it's like, why would you do, you know, a crazy table spot or a crazy, you know, something off the top if you can't pin the person? So I do think I don't know if they can really tweak too much because the rules are so specific for war games matches. But I did notice that, yeah, the first several minutes of a war games match isn't the best. And it really is sort of to the point where it legitimately doesn't pick up until all five people are in the match, which makes sense. But I'm just saying that there is a little bit of a lull at the beginning of these matches. And I don't really know if there's a way to fix it. But the matches themselves, as a whole, bangers. Fan- fantastic, phenomenal. They were so, so good. I love that the men's and women's each get one. I think the only issue with the women's match, because as a match it was super solid and they had some amazing spots, the only real issue is that there wasn't as much drama in that match. That match really did feel like a lot of like just add another person, add another person until we each get up to five people. Because there, there were like some small rivalries in there. I did like the Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss that they actually pay, called back to the fact that those two had a rivalry. I was like, oh shit, that's right. They don't like each other. Uh, so that was just kind of cool to pay off like kind of a random rivalry that happened during the Vince McMahon era. And it was just cool to see them do a callback to that. Um, there was a lot of NXT history in this match, which I think is kind of tough for them to talk about because of the way NXT was treated uh, by the previous administration. But overall, women's war games match, really, really good. My sleeper pick match of the night, though, gotta be honest, the triple threat match for the U.S. title. Austin Theory wins the United States Championship. Want to start out by saying, phenomenal finish to this match. I have seen the Seth Rollins superplex Falcon Arrow spot so many times and it's a great spot i love a superplex and it's a really really good looking spot he executes it perfectly every time but i have never seen it interrupted with him getting speared and then pinned by the guy he was attempting to use the falcon arrow on and it causing him to lose the match so so creative an incredible finish nobody saw it coming i jumped off the couch i was totally shocked i really didn't know who would was going to win. I think there was an argument for all three of these competitors to win this match, which is great. That's just really strong booking. If you get to a point of match where it seems like anybody could win and it would make sense. But the finish to this match was great. Um, there was another great spot where Seth Rollins had a curb stop by jumping off of uh, bent over Austin theory and hitting a curb stop on Bobby Lashley. He also had a pedigree on Bobby Lashley. Austin theory hit this rolling blockbuster from the corner, which I don't even, dude, Austin Theory's so good. He's so talented. I'm so glad they got that stupid fucking selfie gimmick off of him. They took the dumb briefcase off of him. They gave him the U.S. title, the most prestigious title on Raw, by the way. It's also the only, only men's title on Raw. But really, really good to see him get that title. I think for anyone that thought he was getting buried a couple weeks ago, that is obviously not true. Triple H is the one that signed this guy, and he really believes in him, but he did need to sort of fix a lot of the things that were wrong with Austin Theory, uh, mostly that he was being presented as a, I don't know, a giant douchebag who smiled and took selfies all the time. So now that we got that out of the way, I'm like legitimately excited to see what a real 
United States title run with Austin Theory can be. I just don't really know where Seth Rollins goes from here because they already did the title change now. So you could still book a one-on-one with these two because they still have not had, at least in a little while, like a clean one-on-one match, which I guess would be a Royal Rumble match. Although, again, it's it's tough with the Rumble because realistically it makes more sense for just everybody who can enter to be in it, especially those two being so talented. You know Bobby's going to be in it. Probably Lesnar. Maybe they eliminate each other. and That's how they set up the Mania match. That's how it used to be back in the day. Whoever you got eliminated by, that's who you wanted to fight at Mania. Um, so that was a very, very cool, very, very cool match, dude. It was, it was so good. If you haven't seen this match, highly encourage it. I love triple threat matches. And one of the things they did great in this one was that constant action between the three of them very few instances of it just being one-on-one in the ring and i really really like seeing that kind of stuff we also had the aj styles versus finn balor match this is probably the match just as a bullet club fanboy that i was most excited for um i think there's a lot of good drama in aj and finn the only problem is that i really don't think the mainstream wwe audience cares about the AJ Styles Finn Balor history and it's still kind of I don't know inconsistent the way they refer to Japan New Japan club they said bullet club like once on commentary like it's just it's kind of strange um I just I don't know I think from a wrestling standpoint this was a really good match uh very technically sound I'm just not sure everybody likes those kinds of matches um there weren't that many you know crazy spots uh i do have to note aj styles when he does the moonsault off the second rope catches you in a reverse ddt and hits it that is such an insane spot because it's so extra like it's just him hitting a reverse ddt but the moonsault to set it up is one of the coolest setups that i have ever seen it is such a good looking move aj still got it um these two still have great chemistry i thought the story they were telling in this match was that these two are very very even and you know a, a lucky hit from aj uh, you know, just one more hit than Finn Balor could land, and he pins him for the one, two, three. My only thing here is that they both came out with their factions, right? And that made me think, okay, they're gonna do an interference type of thing here, and then maybe have them at Mania, maybe do a one-on-one there with no interference. I'm like, while I'm watching the match, I'm thinking like. Last man standing, no holds barred, like something in that, you know, realm. But it was a clean win. So, I mean, there's not really much to prove if you're AJ. At the same time, I've already said this before, AJ Styles has been losing a lot of matches. And I like seeing him win. I thought Finn Balor could have used the win more, but at the same time, it's tough because AJ, due to the previous administration, had started to lose a lot. And so he really needs a visible victory and I guess sort of a a dominant win. And so that sense of the booking, I understood, but I just, I guess I I still want to see these two do more. I know they can do more. They can take it to another level. 
And I feel like they just left a little bit out there that I would have liked to see maybe take it up just one more notch. So I hope we get more of them. I'm just not really sure how you get there based on how this match finished. Um, the last match is really not worth talking about because it was terrible. Ronda Rousey, I don't know if she's actually gotten worse since they brought her in, uh, but she is one of the worst women's champions I think I've ever seen. She has almost no in-ring chemistry with anybody that she is in the ring with. And there was a time when I really wanted to see Shayna versus Ronda Rousey. And I mean, I still think maybe that match has some potential, but I'm going to be honest. Um, I think you got to get the belt off Ronda as quickly as possible. End this experiment. The crowd was not into her. I really don't think the fans have been into Ronda for a while. And, you know, Shotzi, you could see when the match started, she was emotional. She was getting her shot at the title. This was just not great. It was a not not great match. Sloppy. Crowd wasn't into it. I wasn't into it. It got like five minutes. Um, it just felt weird. It also felt like if Bianca wasn't in the War Games match, she would have been defending the title instead because this was very thrown together because I guess they just didn't have another match to put on the card, which might have been okay. Um, it's cool to see two women's matches. That is cool. But when one of them is this bad, it just, it sucks, man. You want the women's uh, matches when they're when they're finally getting, you know, they're due. They're finally getting more pay-per-view time. And then we get matches like this. And it's just like, man, there, there's so much potential. And instead, it, the title is sitting on someone who just, yeah, it's just not working anymore. Um, also, real quick, back to the women's War Games match. Yo, somebody please check on Alexa Bliss because when that match was over, this girl looked so depressed, just like had to be reminded to like look at the hard cam and like smile or something. I don't know, man. The last like several weeks or a couple months, Alexa's looked like she doesn't want to be there anymore. And I don't know. It, it's just something I, I, I picked up on at the end of this match and everybody else was like celebrating and then she was just like, you know, ready to go home. And uh, I don't know, it's been like that for a while. But this was a strong show. Uh, ever since Triple H has taken over, the pay-per-views have been really, really strong. He's giving these people time. I'm so excited that he actually brought the War Games match to the main roster. This is awesome. I hope that the crowd and I hope that the, the main roster fans that are watching these matches for the first time, I hope you guys enjoyed them. I hope that means that we get more of them. And I'm excited to see what the future brings for all of these outcomes going forward. Thank you guys for tuning in. These were the initial reactions to the show. We might dive in a little bit deeper with Frankie later on if he gets to catch anything, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Chris. I'm out. I never ran to the no man. I still go.